All right, so we should probably start with a quick sit rep, as Clarkson likes to say, a situation report. Uh, where are you right now? So this is interesting because I haven't told you where I am. I'm not in the flat. I'm in the old house. Okay. But I'm in a different room right now. Why is that? I'm in the front room surrounded by boxes. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get the real flavor for the, the moving as we're talking today. So I wanted to be in my natural habitat. So your natural habitat being in the midst of a bunch of moving boxes. Yeah. It's not the, I am actually there, but that's not the reason. The reason is just as things are being moved around, there is less ability for... I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've ever really mentioned this too much, but we record this show so late that for me to be able to record it, um, Adina sleeps in the spare room. Mm. One of the many reasons why we... Uh, it was decided that we would be getting a second room in our, whatever house we bought, right? This this is one of the reasons. So I would be able to record late and it wouldn't affect her sleeping schedule. Uh, now, with all of the packing and, and stuff, that is not possible today. So I have taken a bunch of equipment down to the front room and I am sitting right now hunched over the coffee table from the sofa um, and I am recording that way funnily enough it actually may have been easier now I'm thinking about it for me to be sitting on the floor in front of the coffee table um, but I didn't arrange myself that way so here I am and the, the, also the funny thing is this is like a weird mix of my A equipment and C equipment <laughs> wonderful because my B equipment is all at the flat right? which will never get used why are you not calling it Cortex Cottage? Well, I mean, I I, I do in some places, but it's not <laughs> the official name. Oh, I thought it was at this point. You think you got some funny joke for no, me? No, no, I'm not going anywhere with this. I just thought that was the the official name. No, it's it's it's, it's a pseudonym or whatever. Fair enough. All right, so um, we'll get a further house update later, but uh, I, I did not realize you were in the midst of boxes. You would think that you would be recording at least a moment of this for your for your vlog, but uh, I guess you're not. No, I don't think I'm going to do a vlog this week. Slacker. I mean, that's cool. I'm going to do one next week. I'm probably going <laughs> to vlog the moving, but I don't have enough that, that I can even think of stuff to vlog this week because my week is boring this week. Fair enough. And yeah, right now, I here I am. I've got my old MacBook Pro and an, an, a different microphone and my usual USB audio interface. So it probably sounds weird. I'm going to probably sound like I'm like this quite a lot of the time. I apologize for all of it. Um... But yeah, this is uh, the weirdness that I've got right now. Well, let, never let it be said, you're not a professional podcaster because you are going above and beyond this evening. And good thing it'll be a short show. So no worries there, right? Um, so this is the last analog from the house then? Yeah, because um, tomorrow I am packing up all of my equipment. And I'm going to be taking my iMac and all of my audio equipment to the flat on Thursday. So that is two days from today. Um, uh, we are not moving until next Wednesday. But just because of like 
different things happening and and different stages of moving that are occurring in this house it's easier for me to just have all my equipment out of here plus i need to be there next week two days anyway all day at the flat and i would have to have recorded from there anyway so i may as well just move all of the stuff now and Mm -hmm. then then i don't have to worry about my imac being in the back of a truck i'm just going to call an uber tomorrow uh, on thursday morning and just throw my iMac and all my audio gear into the back of this Uber and just have them take me to the flat. I was going to ask, what's the mechanism of getting you from A to B? Because generally speaking, it's either Uber or you said like a series of tubes and trains and things of that nature. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not carrying an iMac on the train. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, if I was a laptop person, then I would do that. But no, I'm, I'm going to just like fill up a suitcase with my audio gear, um, put my iMac in its original box and uh, put all of that into an Uber and go. Nice. Oh, it's intense. So is this the very last recording at all from this house then? Not just the last analog, but the last no. recording? No. Oh. No, I'm recording two shows tomorrow. Oh. And then I'm packing up afterwards. So what is what is the what is the penultimate and ultimate recording then? It's probably going to be the Pan Addict... And then Thoroughly Considered. Thoroughly Considered will be the last show recorded in this house. Have you thoroughly considered all the ramifications therein? No. I just wanted to... Because I only made this decision like six hours ago or something like that to actually move all the stuff in in two days. Fair enough. I was. I just wanted to try to think of some funny way to use the title back at you. Um, well, that's... Yeah, no, I just decided I wouldn't let you. Fair enough. <laughs> So when's so the last time you plan on sleeping there is the thirteenth or the fourteenth something like that? Yeah, we'll get into that in the house update. Okay, in a little bit. All right. So, a uh, quick bit of follow up. Um, Trump episode feedback. Uh, so we talked about a lot of things last last episode, but we ended the episode with our thoughts on the election and, and Donald Trump and things of that nature. And and I have to genuinely um, thank our listeners because. Either you heeded our warning and ignored that portion of the show, which is completely reasonable, or you listened to it and sent great feedback, which is awesome, or you listened to it and chose not to send feedback, which is totally fine. Uh, There were only a couple of angry pieces of feedback that I heard, and even then, no one was particularly disrespectful to my recollection, and I just wanted to say that I really appreciate that, and... um, and I'm glad I got that off my chest. Both, both what I just said, but what I was really referring to was was the end of the last episode. How are you doing? I'm fine. I don't know. It's it's just exactly what you said. You know, in the beginning, it's oh my god, my world is ending. Then you fast forward a couple weeks. Oh my god, my world is well, basically the same as it's always been, always same as it ever was. So I don't know. I'm a little bit numb to it at the moment. I'm still trying to figure out what the best course of action is. As I think I mentioned on one of these episodes, uh, Aaron and I have yet to but intend to uh, donate what for us is not inconsequential amounts of money to a couple of charities um, probably before the end of the year, hashtag taxes. Um, But we haven't figured out what charities those will be nor how much it will be. Um, We donate to various charities in little bits throughout the year, you know, maybe like a hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there. Um, but you know, we, I I think we're considering something bigger than that and, and we'll see. And to a couple of, 
couple of places. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm okay. I don't know. Uh, almost anyone I interact with on a day-to-day basis seems to be completely disgusted by our president-elect, which makes things easier because then I'm not getting into fights with like friends or family members or even strangers or things of that nature. I haven't per- personally witnessed any sort of flare-up in the name of Trump. Like We've heard a lot of uh, stories, or at least in the States, we've heard a lot of stories of people either knocking on the door of a hate crime or actually committing hate crimes and saying in so many words, oh, well, you know, Trump's president, so we, we can get away with this now. And I have yet to witness that. It scares me, the thought of witnessing that, because I would like to think that I would defend whomever it is that is getting, you know, abused or hurt or what have you. But I also am a dad and am a wimp. And I'm scared that if I try to intervene, that something bad will happen to me. And and it's selfish of me to say this, but like, I don't want to not come home to my family. So uh, I'm curious if the if the time ever comes that I'm in a position to help someone you know, perhaps a person of color or something like that. I would hope that I would get involved, but gosh, only knows if I will. It's just, these are the things that run through your head now. Like this is a possible occurrence in my country, my country that used to think we were the most, you know, amazing country in the entire world. And it's pretty clear now that that ain't the case. How are you doing? Well, I mean, you know, as as I kind of mentioned last time, like Donald Trump as president elect doesn't, really change my life um donald trump as president might do some things that change my life but like right now there isn't really anything other than just me feeling like it's something that i don't want to happen uh and as i said last time like all it's done is just made me consider that there are like things and people that i don't fully understand and that i want to be more aware of that stuff to try and understand why these things are happening like uh, there was a vote that just went down in italy like the same kind of scenario where it looks like the the situation in italy isn't going to be that great anymore federico was was upset about this um where it looks like some powers are going to go back to the government and it looks like that there might be some kind of like comedian like an actual comedian who's running for public office and and, and federico was telling me that the what this guy stands for and the the political party that he's created would not would be a regression for Italy, and they may be going into austerity measures now. Uh, but then, luckily, you have places like Austria, you know, that that seem to have gone onto our side of things, you know. And again, I say luckily based on my own uh, views and opinions, not based on what is actually best for the world. It's what I think is best for the world. Mm-hmm. Um. So really, I mean, honestly, I don't feel much different to last week. Uh, If anything, I've had a much better week because I've been increasing the amount of mutes that I put on um, and I'm able to not have to think about it, which is great because I don't want to. Uh, And so there have been, you know, more and more things that I've been muting and more and more words that I'm muting and more and more phrases that I'm muting to at least try and make my Twitter place a nicer place to actually kind of make it what I want it to be, Um, which is a place where I go to find out interesting things from people that I like and interesting things about things that I want to know about um, that that I get entertainment from as opposed to it being something that I'm seeing more and more people talk about. It's just like 
I was listening to Control Walt Delete this week, which is a, one of my very favorite podcasts. It is uh, Nilay Patel and Walt Mossberg have basically making a show like this one. It's two people talking about technology, but it comes from The Verge, you know. And it, so I don't know. I really like it because it's my it's kind of my preferred style, and I am a big fan of both of those people, and I think they're very smart. Anywho. They were uh, there was just one thing that Nilai said on the part last episode where he was like saying that basically at this point for him Twitter has just become a place where he knows when he opens it he's just going to feel bad and it's either he sees things he doesn't want to see or he has people yelling at him hmm. and it that's, was just like yeah yeah that's too bad I don't know I I don't want to get into Twitter again because we you and I have spoken about it to death but it certainly. I, I feel like I have a healthier relationship with Twitter and I am and I think that's in part because I am muting more aggressively now, not to the not to the level that you are, but muting more aggressively for sure. Um and that and that's certainly helping. But yeah, it's tough. That's why I love Instagram so darn much, because uh because I don't feel like I get angry every time I look at Instagram, whereas I think it's a fifty fifty shot on Twitter and like an eighty twenty shot I'm probably gonna get angry if I look at Facebook. Uh quick aside, I know this really isn't a technology show, but uh Instagram just today, I think it was today, uh released a blog post saying, Oh, we're taking um you know, your your safety seriously and so you can turn off comments on individual posts if you so desire. Um there were some tools with regard to blocking and 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 uh, blocking people in privacy, uh, or when you when you have a private account. And the thing I was most interested in, and I thought was most exciting—well, not exciting—it's a poor choice of words, but most different maybe—was there's going to be a way to report people that might be heading towards self harm in such a way that it's anonymous. And I guess what Instagram has said is that they will reach out to that person and try to check on them and make sure everything is okay, which I thought was awesome. Uh, and I really applaud Instagram for taking those, for, for, for making those changes because I think they're doing something that Twitter is either incapable or, or, or uninterested in doing, which is really awesome. Yeah, I was tweeting about this today, um, and, and I chose to go snarky um, and say like, oh, hey, look, it turns out that, social networks can <laughs> take steps towards excellent. this stuff yep. and with that I mean I get people saying to me well it's easy to do for Instagram because it's comments on photos and you know people were like picking apart for me the why it's technically easy for Instagram but my point was never that my point was Instagram is doing stuff like and they continue to do stuff like they just put comment filtering in a couple of weeks ago you know, Twitter isn't doing anything and Twitter has a bigger problem than Instagram does. Yep. But Instagram is finding ways to do things. And like this thing, uh, the thing that they're doing, I mean, I don't know the details. I'd be very interested in the details as to how they're going to do, going to deal with the um, the, the potential self-harm stuff. Like, mm -hmm. But this is clearly a financial investment and a people investment Yeah, that they're having to go through if Instagram is doing this, right? And if they're not doing it, then they're paying a company that will, or they're they're partnering with a company that will, and it's like that is a very progressive move because honestly, Instagram do not have to be involved in that. Like that is above and beyond. That yeah. is not a thing that Instagram, the company, needs to be involved in. You know, they can say they could just put out in a blog post, 
oh hey, if, if you think a friend of yours is is uh, going to do something bad here is a list of companies you should contact and that would have been fine right mm-hmm. you know like not fine but do you know I me mean? like yeah, no yeah, one yeah. would have yeah. said oh hey instagram you need to do more i don't think that that was the thing that necessarily people were saying unless i'm missing something right there may be people calling for stuff like this but this feels like an above and beyond to me in a good way I completely and utterly agree with you and and i applaud instagram for for taking those steps because i think they're I think it's important for companies that offer, you know, so, a, a social network to to think about these sorts of things. So, I was really, I was really impressed and uh, and happy for them. And again, I you know I will mention that like Instagram or Facebook. I'm sure Instagram can't do any of these things about Facebook saying okay. I just think it's just a point to note. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like Facebook. I don't like Facebook the company, but maybe it's not all bad there. Yeah, I'll remind you how much you don't like Facebook when you get your Oculus. Oh, I love that part of the company as well. It's like I love Instagram and I love Oculus. They're parts of Facebook. I think Mark Zuckerberg is one of the most interesting CEOs in all of technology history. You know, like I think we will look back in 50 years and we will put Zuckerberg close to Jobs and Gates. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. You know, he's already at that level, but we just don't regard him as that because he's still in the prime of his career. Nearly 2 billion people use Facebook. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And he came up with that. Mm-hmm. That was that man's idea. Yeah. And if you believe the movie, he did it drunk in his dorm room. Like all great ideas. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, why don't you tell me about something that's awesome? Oh, this is really awesome. I want to tell you today uh, about a company called Away. Away is a creator of luggage, amazing luggage made from the highest materials that they do, that they make all this while still offering low prices. And how do they do this? They cut out the middleman. You just go to awaytravel.com slash analog and you'll be able to peruse through Away's collection of suitcases, all made of premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst still remaining lightweight. Away offers four sizes of suitcase, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium and the large, and they have nine colors that you can choose from. Um, I took my Away case with me on a trip that I just took to Scotland. And I was really, really impressed with it. It has four wheels, which I really love. It was super light. The handle extended, like, you know, like the handle that you use to, to drag it along with, mm-hmm. extended up extended up to my height. Now, I have the small carry-on, and I am six foot tall, and it was up to my height comfortably, which I'm really impressed with because I have a big suitcase, like a much bigger suitcase made by a different company, which was like maybe four times more expensive than this, like my actual big suitcase, and it doesn't go up to the height that I want comfortably, which really is the thing that really annoys me about that. Now, what I love about the Away suitcase the very most, you know, it's lightweight, it's portable, it's got all the compartments I need in it, that's awesome. It has a USB battery in it. Did you know this? It I has did. a rechargeable battery built into the suitcase, which is incredible we have one as well it, it was sent to us but uh it is a really nice suitcase it's a hard shell which you know some people like some people don't but i like it um and and i like also that the inside of it is it's hard to describe so you just have to go to the website and, and kind of take a look at it but we have the carry-on as well i'm not sure which carry-on but a carry-on and uh the, and the inside is designed in such a way it has like this uh, mesh zipper section such that you can treat mm-hmm. one side of the suitcase as like uh laundry if you will i forget the the, the term they use for it. maybe they did use laundry but anyways um it, it's 
designed in such a way you keep your clean clothes on one side and your dirty clothes once you start generating them on the other side. It's very, very clever. Yeah, because it actually has, I don't know if you know this, Casey, there's a little zip at the bottom of one of the sides and you can pull out a laundry bag from inside of the case. What? No, there is a separate that. dirty laundry bag inside of the suitcase. There's a little zipper oh. down one of the sides. You unzip it and you pull out this this bigger plastic, like kind of plasticky bag that you can put your dirty clothes in. So then you can keep your clean clothes and dirty clothes separate if you're living out of a suitcase for a couple of days. Hmm. Very cool. So yeah, it's, it's good amazing. Stuff. It's so good. I really, really, really love this suitcase. I'm very, very happy with it. Away believe in the quality of their products. You get a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix it or replace it for life. And they have a 100-day trial. You can try it out for 100 days, and if you're not happy with it, you can refund it. You can return it for a full refund, no questions asked. Away currently ships are free in the US, and they also ship to Canada, the UK, Germany, Sweden, and Australia. Many people are always asking for us to have more companies that sell physical goods outside of the US. This is one of them, So, and this is also a great product. But Away have some extras for the holiday season. They have a gift set, which has a, a little mini case which has a bunch of travel essentials and toiletries in it. Uh, they have a passport holder and luggage tags like that, which they sent me, which are really, really nice. They also have a 100% baby alpaca travel blanket, which is much cozier <laughs> than what you're going to find on planes, as well as a uh, two limited edition colors, snow and asphalt of their regular cases. Now, to find out more, go to awaytravel.com slash analog and use the code analog at checkout to get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash analog and the code analog for $20 off. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. Analog spelled the right way or your way? Or either way? The right way, my way. Mm-hmm. It's uh, A-N-A-L-O-G-U-E, just like the name of the show. Sort of. All right, what else we got to talk about tonight? So should we do a should we do a full on house update? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So we are at the seventh of December today, um, and it's Tuesday. On Monday the twelfth, we're having our floor put in. Um, okay. Apparently on Friday the ninth, our sofa will be completed, and then we need to arrange delivery. Now we're gonna try. And see if we can get them to deliver it on Tuesday, the 13th. This is unlikely. I think they're going to want to deliver it either on the 8th or the 12th. Neither of this is ideal. We would like, obviously, the server to be brought in after we've had the floor put in. Naturally. But I don't think that's going to gonna go our way because uh, Christmas time, there are a lot of sofas being... Basically, the company that we went with, they build all of their stuff to order. Then it gets delivered to a warehouse that it's shipped from. Or it's like it's made in a warehouse and it's shipped directly from there. Um, and I'm not convinced that we're going to be able to, com- to to convince them to keep it there for a couple of days extra. But we'll see about that. As long as they could deliver it, you know, in the evening on the 12th or if they could do it on the 13th, then it'd be amazing. We'd be so happy with that. Um, and we are moving on the 14th of December. We uh, will be confirming with our moving company the time tomorrow. Um, but we're, we're, I think we've got all that set. So we're going to be moving on the 14th. But before then, this weekend, I th- I've been a little bit cagey about this, but the house that we are in right now is my mum's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum is selling this house. There's, there's kind of, the timelines have been kind of uh, matching up for this so far. 
But she is going to be moving her furniture out of this house this weekend. So what is that, the 10th and the 11th? Something like that, yeah. So over the 10th and the 11th, there's going to be two separate removals because there's stuff going to one place, stuff going to another place. So as it is right now, every day this week, my mum is coming here and I am helping her with her stuff. Then she goes and then I have to do my packing stuff and then also do my job. Mm, Fun. So you're not busy at all. This week, this week is, is, we're at Tuesday and it feels like it's already next Friday. Like I, I'm all over the place, man. I don't doubt it. So, but it's it's currently, it seems like it's going to plan. I mean, once we get the stuff out of here over Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be a lot easier, I think, for me and Adina to wrap up our last things. You know, like because right now this house is full of stuff that isn't ours that right. needs to be moved. And I think once we've got all of that gone, it will be it will be a lot easier for us to finalize the last pieces that we need to do. And then we'll just be spending a couple of days in a house with barely any furniture, which is kind of <laughs> delightful. Weird. Yeah, which it's going to be strange because there's not like the sofa that I'm sitting on and the coffee table that I'm got my laptop on won't be here. None of the chairs in this room won't. Like, basically, furniture-wise, me and Adina are taking a bed, my desk chair, her desk, her desk chair, and, like, two bedside tables. That's, like, all the furniture we're taking. Oh, wow. And then it's just boxes of belongings. Mm -hmm. And so everything else at the the flat will be newly purchased things? Yeah, because you've been living at Ikea recently, haven't you? Well, we we went one time, and then we're going to order some stuff online, and then we'll be going back again. But we don't have any of that. We just don't own any of that stuff. We're not like we're not being wasteful. We're not throwing anything away. I don't own any of that. Like the only thing that I own, like outside of that, is is a wardrobe. But we have wardrobes fitted, like they're in the in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, a chest of drawers which is falling apart, um, and my desk. Which I don't want anymore. I, I've I've got a new desk. I've got a st- sit stand desk, which is something that I've wanted for a while. But I've had that desk for like my, the, my current glass desk for ten years, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm as time goes on, I am less and less uh, confident in the ability of my glass desk to not just implode. <laughs> I know that feeling because I am using. I'm sitting at a glass desk right now. I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to buy a glass desk again. When it's clean, it looks very pretty, but mine is <sighs> rarely clean. I also hate that I can't take any photos of anything on my desk because you just see through the desk <laughs> yeah. to what's built underneath the desk, you know? Yep. And I, I'm looking forward to having, like, I've wanted a corner desk for a while, especially a sit-stand, and it's wooden and... Yeah, and also the uh, when I when I stand when I put the desk at the highest highest standing height, mm-hmm. um, and put my iPhone in like the the little holder thing that I have, whether it be like the little Gorilla Pod or the um, the gimbal thing that I have, it makes my iPhone at perfect tripod height, like it's my height. Oh, nice. So, because I was thinking about buying a tripod, but I actually don't think I need one now, because I can just 
it, like make my desk go as tall as it goes, and then I just put my iPhone in its thing, and I'm good again. It's like my gor- my gorilla vlogging continues. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. It is really weird to pack my life into boxes. Yeah, yeah, I I know that feeling. I've done it in a long time, but I know the feeling. Because like I've moved, I've moved this twice in my life. One time I was too young to remember it. Um, and the second time was like 10 years ago. So it's before I really started buying things of my own, like seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's interesting now to start packing things together. Uh, I'm throwing away a lot less than I thought I would need to. Like, um, it turns out that I don't own as much as I thought I did, but I still own a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And you'll find that the space that you have, your stuff fills to that available space. So like when we had an apartment, we didn't like I wouldn't say we we were hoarders or, you know, pack rats or anything like we didn't have an unreasonable amount of stuff. But within just a couple of years of having the house, I went upstairs to the attic one at one point, And sure enough, the attic was like full again, not not to the level of like you can't walk anywhere, but just Given that it was only a year or two prior that we had, you know, an apartment half the size of the house, suddenly we had filled the attic with boxes and randomness and whatnot because you have the room now. So why bother throwing it away? We can just put it in the attic or put it in the closet or whatever the case may be. So you will find that your stuff expands to fit the available space. I have literally no doubt about that. Yep. I really want to, I mean, this feels like a fool's errand, but like I really want to be out of boxes as soon as possible. Yeah, good luck. I we had yeah. we had boxes in Declan's bedroom until a few months before he was born because that was kind of a dumping ground for the longest time and we would just, you know, dump stuff in there for for lack of somewhere better place, you know, somewhere to better to put it. Yeah, one one thing that I think might help us is we don't have a place to dump stuff. Yeah, that's true. The boxes will always be in rooms that are used and we don't even have a lot of like cupboard space. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically like the boxes will always be in sight, and I think that might push us to to do that. I mean, you know, it, it's a it's going to be into January easy. I mean, we're going to be there a couple of weeks. Then we've got Christmas. Then we're going away for a few days. Uh, we're going to Romania for a, the Christmas New Year period. Mm-hmm. So after we do real Christmas, we're then going away from like the twenty seventh to like the second or the third. So then we won't be back until January. So, you know, we're going to be well into January before we before we do this stuff. But I'm going to, like, just spend as much time as I can unpacking and, and dealing with things. Like, Adina's taking the day off to move. Um, and then I'm going to be spending the rest of that week. We'll be spending that weekend, uh, you know, getting stuff and unpacking stuff and um, I'm excited about the unpacking, really, because it will be putting my possessions and our possessions into our home, which is yep. that that is an exciting prospect for me. It it doesn't as as I stand right now, it doesn't feel like a chore. Like I'm not dreading it like a chore, like I did packing. The unpacking part, I think, is going to be more fun. It's like, where do we put such a thing? Like, we've never right. owned one of these before. Right, right. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that's super awesome. Uh, so you'll be in the house for the Christmas time then. How are you doing with, are you even bothering with any sort of decorations or anything? We bought a tiny Christmas tree 
or like a tiny little plant that looks like mm-hmm. a Christmas tree. Uh, we were in our convenience store, which we have a convenience store, like a mini mart type thing at the bottom of our building. Oh, that's got to be the best. The greatest thing ever. Like this weekend, I was going to make pancakes and realized that we didn't have any milk. And I had to, to put my clothes on and walk for 10 minutes to the supermarket, which is, you know, near the train station where we currently are. And I thought to myself, when we move, I could just walk downstairs in my pajamas and then just walk back up again with milk. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like that is a thing that I will be able to do. Now, is that the convenience store open all night or does it have regular hours? 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week. Solid. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Because it's like a chain here. It's not like an independent thing. It's like a huge supermarket chain owns this place. Sainsbury's? No, it's never Sainsbury's. Darn it. That's like the only one I know. That's why I always... That's why yeah, I, I know. Guess. It never is, though. It never is. It's never lupus, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. So are you doing decorating then, or are you, uh, are you not doing any of that? No, so we got this little tree, and we just got that because we were in the store, and we saw it, and it was like three pounds, and I was like, that's super cute, and we thought it was plastic, and then when we took it upstairs, we realized that it was a real plant, so now we have a plant. <laughs> um, but that was, you know, that was kind of just like a nice little thing. I, I don't think we're going to do any other decorations. It's, it's, it's possible that we will get fairy lights for some description, because Adina loves fairy lights. Fairy lights? What does that mean? Fairy, like a fairy. F-A-R-I-F-A-I-R-Y. Like a fairy. That's what they're called. The little lights that you put, like, on trees or around your house. You mean, like, Christmas lights? Yeah, they're called fairy lights. Not here, they're not, but okay. That's fine. Right. I didn't know that, actually. This is one of those things that we find out. Yeah, indeed. But they can be used for things that aren't Christmas, though. What do you call them then? Well, so if it's red and green, it's Christmas lights. If it's you know white or yellow or what have you, then it's Chris- it's still usually Christmas lights, even if it's not Christmas time. Yeah, you see, there's your problem. We call them fairy lights, so you can use them anytime. Yeah, but it's because of you. You drive on a parkway and park on a driveway. That that's English traditional's fault. I literally heard John Syracuse say that to you today. Today, when you were talking about the AAA games, you said it oh. to Marco. <laughs> Oh, yeah, see, for me, that was a week ago. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I've been falling behind. Oh, God, I'm behind as well. It's ridiculous because I had uh, training at work all week. And I usually listen to – I alternate between music and podcasts at work during the day, depending on whether I'm writing prose, in which case absolutely no podcast. If I'm writing code that isn't intense, then I can do podcasts. If I'm writing intense code, then it's back to music. It's so bad that I had to actually skip sections of ATP, which I never usually do. You know, and I used to like you. But I didn't I didn't have the time to hear you learning Scala or whatever. I don't know what you, what you were doing. That was only 10 minutes or so, and you didn't miss much. Okay, good. I mean, I mean, I mean, that was far and away the best portion of that program. I'll listen to you guys talk about anything, but when I have no time, <laughs> I just want to hear John Syracuse talk about the Nintendo Switch. Uh, of course. I'm a little yeah. surprised you haven't had him on uh, Remaster to talk about this stuff. I try and limit the amount of times that I record at 3 a.m. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Wait, but no, at, at 3 yeah, every time I talk to John Syracuse, it's either we start at 2 or 3 a.m. I have to record of him at like 9 p.m. Eastern time or something. 
Yeah, but that's, oh, I guess that is a cop. Never mind. I'm getting my wires crossed. Yeah, that is pretty late for you. Just kidding. All right. So in any case, uh, what's the uh, situation for other shops and activities and whatnot around the flat? So this is like falling under a mini section of things that I love about my place. There are two coffee shops, great coffee shops with good food good brunch food within walking uh, distance of my home. See, I was which, completely falling asleep until you said brunch food, and then suddenly I woke back up, because we all know, ladies and gentlemen, the coffee is evil. However, brunch is perfection. This one place maybe does some of the best French toast I've ever had. I will be there tomorrow. It's really good, man. I bet it is. I And I love French toast. Mm, do I love French toast? Do you like your French toast uh, super eggy and almost runny on the inside, or do you like it fairly crispy? I like it soft. Okay, okay. Because Aaron and I both like it when the the like center of the piece of bread is almost disturbingly not cooked. You know, because there's a yeah, whole no, bunch I don't of like that. Oh god, I like, like to forget mm. that French toast is made with egg. Like, oh. it just it just never comes. Not that I want it crispy. I no, like no, it I soft, but I don't like it to the point where it's like, oh hey, this is egg on bread. Oh yes, yeah, I'm all in on the egg on bread still but uh this place does it with like tons of maple syrup and fresh fruit and cream oh my god so good i'll be there tomorrow um so you have the coffee places and have you scoped out any of the other restaurants or anything like that or is that still to come i mean presumably that's part of the fun in having the new places exploring all the local stuff yeah we got a good um chinese takeaway like we had we had some chinese food delivered and it was it was pretty good I don't like it as much as my current one, but this is 10 years of eating this this mm-hmm. takeaway Chinese food. You know, so, like, maybe after a while I will, like, like this one more. But it's like, you know, your local Chinese food is the best Chinese food, right? Obviously. What about pizza? Have you scoped that out yet? No, not yet. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not convinced at any of the, the reviews that I've seen for things online. Uh, we have a little pub quite close to us, which does good food. We, I, I ate good food. I had a, a pulled pork sandwich there, mm-hmm. which I consider to be a very difficult thing to do acceptably. Really? But, yeah, I mean, look, my the first pulled pork sandwich that I ever had was in Memphis. I knew this was coming. So my bar for what a good pulled pork sandwich is, is very high. Right, like it's one of the big U.S. barbecue towns, right? Mm-hmm. And like you can like your barbecue, however you like your barbecue, you can like it Austin style or Memphis style or Kansas City style or whatever. But you, you know, you know that all of those places make great barbecue. So I have eaten barbecue food, like pork pork sandwiches, in one of the places to get the best barbecue food. So my level of what I consider to be good barbecue like good pulled pork sandwiches is high this place made an acceptable pass at that now i will get i will very rarely eat pulled pork sandwiches here or anything that has pulled pork in them outside of the u.s and outside of memphis for that reason but i wanted to test this place i wanted to give it what i consider to be one of its hard one of the hardest challenges i can give for a food establishment like this and it passed that so basically, this is a long way around of saying this place also has pizzas on the menu. Nice. Um, and we haven't tried it yet. But it's a really nice local pub. It's always completely rammed in there whenever we get there. Like, But everyone seems nice. Like, 
and everyone seems to be enjoying themselves and we went there this one time and they had a live band on and it was really great there was one thing so this is the kind of thing that i love right the place that we're moving to uh we were there last weekend and we were going to try and get some food and we realized that we had by like 20 minutes missed the end of a christmas fair that was happening oh that's too bad with like little market stalls and little activities and there was a big public christmas tree like we're moving to a place that feels like a community which mm-hmm. i couldn't be further from the place that i'm feeling here like like i have a current annoyance with my house we have um what we call wheelie bins right for our for our rubbish for our trash and they're like large plastic bins that are put outside your house um, and all of the, the, the homes around here, because the, the place where I live right now, it's a mix of homes and kind of flats. And the flats have like a big refuse store and all of the homes have these wheelie bins and the wheelie bins are always outside. And we have this thing that's been happening for a little while. It's really annoying me right now where people are putting their rubbish into our bins, like huge, big black bags of rubbish where at a time when you're trying to clean out a house is incredibly inconvenient. So, like, this is the type of stuff that happens right now. This doesn't feel like a community to me. This is, like, people trying to be out for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I feel like the place that we're moving to, whilst I'm sure it has an element of that to it, right, because people are people and people are mean, there are activities that are, like, community activities, like there is there is some greenery close to where our place is and there's like a fair there in the summer and you know like i don't know like it just feels like a community of people and the 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 fact that like we're not near any big high streets but there are like two independently run coffee shops tells me that there must be like this idea of people wanting to help local businesses and stuff like that and Adina keeps trying to get me to check out there is like a local freelancers and home workers association like club thing mm-hmm. which she wants me to look at which I, I will at some point because I think that might be a nice way to meet local people who do the types you know who have similar jobs to me sure. um, so yeah like it feels like we're moving into a real community which is something that I'm super excited about yeah that's really awesome um, but we we live in a neighborhood and we are actually fairly close friends with uh, one of our neighbors, but um, most of them we don't know at all. And and I, I can imagine how fun it would be to be in a place where you at least had a casual relationship with, you know, several of the people that live and work around you. So that's that's really awesome. There was one thing I want to do, just mention before we move on. Mm-hmm. It's mine and Adina's anniversary today. Oh, what? Happy anniversary. We forgot. Oh, that's good. How many years? Uh, uh, three. My word. We were we met for dinner before I went to Glasgow. I went to Glasgow for a day. I put I made a vlog about it. You can go check it out. We met for dinner that night. This was like last Thursday night, and Adina was just looking in the calendar, and she's like, "Oh, it's our anniversary next week." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I had no idea." Uh, we have clearly too much on right now to be thinking about that. Um, so yeah, that that was just a funny thing. Uh, it's part of the reason why I agreed to um, to do the recording from another room tonight and not like 
us try and jerry-rig some kind of situation. I felt like this could be some sort of small anniversary gift <laughs> that she could sleep in our bed this evening rather sure. than in some other random place in this house, and I would jerry-rig some kind of recording gear. That's um, very nice. But yeah, you. it's funny. It's just, it's funny. So I feel like a long time ago on the analog program on Relay FM, you you and I spoke about uh, how I try to keep track of things like anniversaries. And so as you said this, I'll give you one guess what I did. I went into contacts and I opened up your card and I went to add your, oh, oh, look, it's Mike's anniversary today. <laughs> as it turns your out, it was The system has failed there. me. Well, that's the thing is that I guess it doesn't put anniversaries into my calendar. So I don't it's not often that I look at your contact card, you know, in 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 contacts. Why? I mean, I look at it daily, Michael. Yeah. It brings Except me joy. Not today. Except not today. <laughs> so sure enough, there it is. Would you like to know your birthday? I can tell you. Please uh, tell anyway. me. I would love to know. It's 1988, in case you were confused, since you Thanks do so often much. get confused about that. I do. All right, what, what else is awesome these days, Mike? Uh, this week's episode is also brought to you by the fine folk over at Linode. Linode is a great company. They they do a lot to, to support Relay FM shows, including this one, and we thank them for that. But what are Linode? What, what is Linode? I hear you ask out there. Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers, which is spread across eight data centers around the world. This is what makes Linode a fantastic solution for your virtual server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month with two gigabytes of RAM available to you as standard. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, and load location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and reset size your virtual server in just a few clicks. With Linode, you will have the access to a friendly customer support team who is there for you 24-7. And the reason that I thought it might be important to mention this right now is the holiday season is coming up. And I think for people that look after these big databases, there can be a risk of like, am I going to be able to get support over the holidays? With Linode, yes. If you need something, they are there to help you. This is just one of the many benefits that Linode's over 400,000 customers can take advantage of. Linode is the full package for your server infrastructure needs. They have the power you require, the infrastructure and assistance you want, and they are committed to improving all of it. For example, they recently made a switch from their infrastructure to bring their latest Unix benchmarks to a 300% performance increase. This is when they made a switch from Zen to KVM. Linode cares about this stuff. As a listener of this show, you can sign up today at linode.com slash analog, and you'll not only be supporting us, you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. With a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. Go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code analog20analog20 at checkout and you'll be able to, to also get that $20 credit. Thank you so much to Linode for their continued support of this show. Excellent. So you came up with a different um, topic for tonight. What are we talking about? I thought recently the show has been split into two things. It's been me talking about a big thing in my life, right? Like moving to a home, buying a home, and spending a ton of time talking about that. Um, because it's been a pivotal thing. Uh, and then the rest of the time, we've been talking about things that are making us sad or upset. 
<laughs> so I decided that it's time that me and you get back to talking about something that we love to talk about, to doing stuff that we love to do, which is to talk crap about each other. So I thought maybe the best way to do that is for me and you to analyze each other's home screens of our iPhones because nothing will get a nerd angry like home screen analyzation analysis. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. why don't you, because I came up with this idea, I will give you the, the, the option. You can either choose to critique mine first or I can choose to critique yours first. Which would you prefer? I I will destroy you first, if possible, please. I feel like you made the wrong decision, but please go for it. Oh God! Uh Oh, that's scary. All right. Well, now I need to. Ask I haven't why looked that... at yours yet, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you shouldn't. I only glanced at yours very briefly, long enough to realize that. Oh, I have I I have issues. I have things we should talk about. All right. So let me. What's the easiest way to do this? Let me talk about things I agree with. Mm-hmm. Relay FM check. Notes check. Dropbox, I don't personally have that on my first screen, but check, approved. Google Maps, I tend to think that Apple Maps is sufficient for the sorts of things I do. That may very well not be the case in London. I'll allow it. Music, I tend to use Spotify more than I use Apple the Apple Music or you know Apple's music app, but so far so good. Uh, Canary is your uh, security system, is that right? Yeah, it's my home security okay. system. Okay, approved. Uh, camera. Nah, actually, I don't approve of that. Instagram, yes. Fantastical, yes. Uh, Peacock. All right, you're getting away of yourself. Why do you not approve of the camera? Because you have much better means of getting at it. You can either swipe up from the bottom, use Control Center, or the pro maneuver is from the lock screen, swipe right to left, and it's right there for uh, that, you. There's that sucks, by the way. Anyone that thinks that that is, is better, no. that that the The action of dragging the camera in... Is way worse than the way it used to be with the flicking but it's up. So much faster. I agree, it is worse. I agree with yeah. you there, but it is still the so best, much faster. The 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 far superior implementation of this is what Google the Google Pixel does, which is you double tap the lock button and the camera opens. The lock button. That's yeah, like the the lock on. Yeah, lock no, no, button. I, you I'm double just, tap I'm thinking... it, and it opens. And then if you want to switch to the selfie camera, you twist the phone twice, like. Like you shake it twice and then it switches camera. So you That's do all of this one-handed. Yeah, that is a lot better. Far superior to yep. to what Apple is doing, and I don't know why they they don't do that. Yeah, because so I'm grabbing my phone now. Yeah, so a double tap on the lock button doesn't do squat. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That is a much better way of doing it. And I agree with you that swiping up from the bottom right was better back in the day. Um, so yeah, so you should be used. You should have a different app there instead of camera. You are wasting a home screen slot. I disapprove. I have another argument about this. But I'm not going to make this argument until I look at your home screen. Because if you have an app there that I think you might, then I think I still can win this. But I'm not going to mention that. In the, in that specific location? No, just the camera app. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll talk in a minute. Um, Fantastical, heartily approved. Uh, PCalc, I don't personally have intense calculation needs uh, on my iOS devices. But not only is that <laughs> app great, but James Thompson is a wonderful human being. So approved. Uh, 1Password, triple approved. Slack, triple approved. Messages, odd location, approved. Uh, let, me, let me tell you a story about PCalc, actually. Mm-hmm. So I really like PCalc and had really liked it for a while. It's a lovely application. It's made by a lovely man and it's and it's made really well. Agreed. 
There is one key reason that I keep pcalc on my home screen, though. It's because I convinced James to add an uh, to add a behavior to this application just for me, and he did it. <laughs> what is the behavior? And changed the default for every pcalc user. So what is the behavior? Right. So one of my most used functions of a calculator application is working out the percentage of something. Mm-hmm. Right? So I might do, you know, 1,050 minus 25%. Okay. Now, when I do this, I would like both answers quite frequently. So I want to know what 25% is and what 75% is. Interesting. This okay. could be just just so I can see it happening because I like it, or sometimes I do need both numbers. So what Apple's calculator app would do is, let's say that you're typing in 1,050, and then you say minus 75%. When you hit the percent key, it will show you what the 75% value is before you hit equals to get the 25% value, the remaining. Okay. So you'd get both answers mm-hmm. with one calculation. Now, pcalc and pretty much every other calculator app that I had used wouldn't do this. It would just wait until you did like 1,050 minus 75. You hit the percent key, just the, the percent character shows up on the screen. Then you hit equals and get the 25%. I explained to James what I was looking for. He said, yeah, that sounds good. And then put it into the application. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone got this. Yeah, I've never noticed that about Apple's uh, uh, app because I, I don't usually mm-hmm. calculate percentages, but I'd never noticed that. So just like you said, 1,000 minus uh, 55, then I tap percent and I see 550. I type equals and I see 450. That's very interesting. I've never seen a calculator do this before. The once I saw it, I was like, this, this is like... This is awesome. So I explained it to James, and he liked it, and he put it in there for me. So now not only do I love that application, I also feel like I have to have it on my home screen forever because I convinced the developer (laughs) of that application to change the default behavior for all of his users. Fair enough. All right, so where were we? So uh, 1Password, absolutely. Slack, absolutely. Messages, odd location, but still absolutely. Uh, Workflow, unbelievably good app. I don't personally see a need for it on your home screen but you very well might use it a ton more than i do so that's a 50 50 leaning into acceptable uh tweetbot yes overcast yes and that's it so let me start belittling you oh oh i did wonder why you'd left some holes okay okay so bear what is this again it's a lovely icon i mean that genuinely but remind Mm. me what this is it's a notes app. And why or is this a I've been testing it for three weeks thing or you uh, uh, double fisting between bear and notes? Little column A, little column B. So what I'm using bear for is my markdown text editing because it's a great markdown text editor, which has syncing across all platforms as an iPad app and a Mac app. It's mm-hmm. a great iPad highlight, uh, 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 markdown syntax highlighting and all that great stuff. It also is a general purpose notes application, which you can add PDFs to and stuff like that, like I do for Apple Notes. 
It has an extension. It's really great, but it's still got a little bit of work to do in the general notes app field. There's a few features that we need to see. Federico had a great write-up, and he kind of explains in detail a little bit about this if you want to go and read it. Um, If they're able to do what I hope that they're able to do, this may become my replacement for notes. But even if it never does, it is my markdown text editor. And what I use that for mostly is the place where I write and organize sponsor reads. So I write them in bare in Markdown and then put them into the system that we use for sharing those of everybody which needs Markdown. It it supports Markdown, which is great. Um, And one of the things that I love about Bear as opposed to other things that I've used in the past is you can organize notes by tags. And you love your tags. So you use hashtags. Yep. So you use hashtags, but you can assign multiple tags to the same note. Yep, 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 yep. So I'm able to store them by sponsor read and month. And if I want to, by sponsor as well. So like I can end up building this like multi-layered organization system. Which is so it's really good. But yeah, you know, just from a basic perspective, it's a great markdown text editor as well as a notes app. So that's what I'm using it for. All right. I'll move that into approved. Uh, also the Mac app, because that's the app that I would care about, um, because you know you only get worked on on Macs. Uh, looks a lot like Day One, and that it's actually like a cross between Day One and Reader, and that's a compliment as far as I'm concerned. It's it's that style of development, like it's that style of design, I should say. Like it's it's that kind of like clean, you know, like iOSification, sure, sure, even on the Mac type mm-hmm. feeling, you know. Yep. No, this looks good. I'll move that to approved. Uh, notes way better since iOS was it nine ten whatever it was recently that they uh, revamped Notes. I, I it was am, nine. Okay. Yeah. I am I am abandoning Evernote for anything except document storage and yep. Notes is my new jam. So approved. Man, I put documents in Notes. Yeah, I probably should do that. I don't know. I just don't like it as much as I do in Evernote. I mean, I just realized the only documents that I was saving were images and PDFs, and Notes handles those with a plum, like it's perfect. Oh, very good use of a plum there. I am impressed. I sir. know, right? I, I was <laughs> pretty was well proud done. of myself. I'm not. <laughs> well I'm happy done. we took a moment to stop and 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 appreciate that. I, I I I am I am proud of you. All right, so here's where things take a drastic turn. I see do. I see OmniFocus. I see Todoist. Yeah. Okay, let's let's also people will put Trello into this. Actually, bucket you're as right. Well. You're right. So you have four task management systems. Now I'm not going to mm-hmm. beat you up too badly about that because I think you've covered this a million times in the past. Bear and Notes also have the functions for to dos. Oh God. Okay. So between and Fantastical. So between well, I thought Fantastical is just to use as reminders. No, but reminders isn't there. Okay, so you have between four and seven. Uh, to-do management mm-hmm. systems on your home screen. That, yeah. my friend, is a sign of a problem. But I'm going yeah, to let yeah, that it go. Is. I'm going to let that go because I feel like you've you've been beaten up about this incessantly over the years. You know it's a problem, it, but for some reason it works for you, so maybe it isn't a problem at all. No, no, I want to talk about it because it's because it's different. It's it's worse than usual. Uh, if you want to be, if you want to go there, we can go there. I'm I trying do. to spare you. I really, I need to go there. I need to because it's worse, and and there's a there's a reason. Oh, so like I'll do the, the standard the standard explanation. Due is where I put time reminders. So like there is a thing like 
every Monday at four o'clock or whatever, take out the trash. Like that is not something I want in my OmniFocus. That is a too simple, low-level task. I don't want that in my OmniFocus. Clogging things up, right? My OmniFocus is my to-do list system mainly for just work things, and I and I want that stuff not to be in there visually cluttering. Uh, that's just not the way that I work. That that doesn't work for me. So things like that go in due, like reminders for a TV show that I want to watch every week to remind me that it's going to be coming on goes in there. Or like Mm -hmm. if I want to remember to do the washing up today, then I will ask you on the Apple Watch, remind me to do the washing up at 4 p.m. and then you will remind me later on, right? And But the great thing about Dew, as opposed to any other type of reminder application, is the notifications keep triggering until you mark it done. Uh, so you like being pestered. Wait, what does it mean, the washing yeah. up? Are you talking about laundry or dishes or none of the above? Dishes. Okay. That's interesting. I've never heard a phrase that way. God, our languages are weird. Okay, so... It's so beautiful, though. OmniFocus uh, is my work to do. Like, it's where all my to-dos go. It's not just work stuff, but it's, like, heavy stuff. It's, like, serious things that need to be done. I put in OmniFocus. Trello... Many people use Trello for different things. Trello is where we keep kind of a view of where all of the companies that we work with for sponsorship are in our funnel. So like a company that's contacted us or a company we want to contact and have we like spoken to them? Has a contract gone out? Have we sold the sponsorship spots, right? Like that's what Trello is for. That's a way for me and Steven to manage that. Okay. This was all his idea and it changed my life completely. No, I think that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. It was all in my head right, <laughs> up right. until he was like, hey, why don't we t- use Trello for this? I was like, yeah, whatever, man. And it's like, no, it changed everything. <laughs> now, Todoist. Todoist and OmniFocus, in theory, serve the same purpose. And it's because I am considering switching to Todoist. Okay. Well, I mean, there's Wait. nothing you can really do about that if you're in the process of the switch. No, I'm not. But I'm 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 dipping my toe in the Todoist water, <laughs> and eventually I need to just like go all in. Now the problem with this, right? Like I sw- I switch email apps like you wouldn't believe. Oh, I like know. People make it, but it's because email. You don't need to do anything. Yeah, you just need true. to sign into your accounts. Mm-hmm. Like the, my problem with OmniFocus to do this is the only way for me to switch is to manually re-enter every single task. Yeah. And then if I decide I want to switch back, I have to then reproduce that process. But the reason I want to I want to try to do this, KC, is that to do this has a web API. It's a web service, mm-hmm. and you can get other web services to talk to it. So here's one thing that I've been doing, right? I have to edit all of the shows that I host, right, mm-hmm. mostly. Like, I'm editing stuff. And I don't like to put those in my to-do list because it clutters up the to-do list. Because I'm going to do them anyway, but sometimes I do need to have the reminders. So then I'm like manually entering them here and there where I'm like, you know, if I've got like three shows in a day, oh, I better put a reminder in, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want it all the time just because of my whole kind of feelings around visually seeing the numbers of tasks that I have and how they make me feel, right? Mm-hmm. But there, I have been able to hook up Google Calendar and Todoist. Now, if I do make the switch to Todoist, I'm going to have to switch from iCloud to Google Calendar as well to make a lot of this stuff work for me. But I've been able to do a thing where when a podcast recording calendar event triggers, so when it goes, when when the, the event begins, 
it adds a task to Todoist. So it would be like connected will be in my calendar and then I'm able to append some text to it and, an, and a due date. So then it will appear in Todoist and says edit connected with an alarm for like the time that the event starts. Okay, that's freaking cool. I did this because I'd seen some of the stuff Federico does mm-hmm. and it is just like mind blowing. Yeah, I got I got to concede. That's pretty damn cool. So I've my kind of current thinking around this is I want to use a to-do manager that works for me. Sure. That makes sense. That I don't just work for. So I I'm this is why I'm like and basics because you can you can hook IFTTT into Todoist. And at that point you can do anything. Right? Like it, like Federico and Steven both have it. So when the RSS feeds for the shows that they host trigger, it adds a note in their to-do list to remind them to publish on their websites about it. Hmm. Okay. And I mean, and Federico's taken it to a whole other level where of course. he just checks the item off and it pre-populates in Ulysses with all of the text <laughs> that he needs using regex. Like, it's insane. Oh, Federico. He claims he's not a programmer, but he very much is. Um, oh, he is a programmer. So... How does that, to go back a half step, and, and now we're turning into technology again, so how does that Google Calendar integration work? Does Todoist have your Google credentials then? No, it's all running through IFTTT. So IFTTT has been approved for Google? Like, you don't have to give IFTTT your credentials, right? There's just like an integration? It just does the API login. Right. The, okay. Like, the, whatever it is, like yeah. OAuth. I think it's yeah, OAuth. It is, it is. So, yeah, you, you, it, you just do that. So you have a calendar entry for, let's say, this show, and you put a little special tag or bit of text at the end, and then IFTTT sees that and puts the item in Todoist. No, I just have it look at a specific calendar, which I've always done. So all my podcast recordings are in a calendar called Podcast. Uh-huh. So anytime any event triggers on the podcast calendar, it adds a note to Todoist. Now, again, this needs some refining because I add podcast-related things like calls that I have with sponsors, but I'll just put them in a different calendar. And again, and it it might mean that I don't switch all of my calendars to iCloud, but just this one calendar. Mm -hmm. You mean to Google Calendar? Sorry, from iCloud to Google Calendar. Right, right, right. Huh. Um, That is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And this is just scratching the surface. Like, Todoist does, uh, to, it integrates with the Echo. Mm-hmm. So you can dictate tasks via the Echo. Mm-hmm. And they show up immediately. That's pretty cool. In Todoist. Uh, it, yeah, I'm, I think I've just reached the point now where my love for OmniFocus is strong. But the fact that they don't have a web component, like an API mm-hmm. today... It's starting to turn me. It's starting to turn my eye in other directions. Plus, a lot of people that I know now are moving to Todoist and are very happy. And they just they just have this like whole different mentality. Like they have this whole gamification thing around like these karma points, and they do these things like they send you these summaries. Like you can get summaries done of like how many events you've checked off, and I don't know. Like it just seems like a a to do manager which is like made for now where OmniFocus was, like, made for 15 years ago and is still very good, but, like, fundamentally it was made 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, Steven uses Todoist. That means we could share tasks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things like that where I'm like, 
I think it's time to look away. So it might be one of my holiday season projects to actually make the the to do the data replication that I would need to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why Todoist is there. Uh, you know, Todoist completely replicates the features of OmniFocus effectively, like what I would use it for. But it's there because I'm testing. Please carry on. <laughs> Fair enough. As much as I want to beat the crap out of you for that, this actually there's there's clearly a method behind this lunacy. So I will allow it. Um, where was I? So that was do. We talked about okay. So camera we talked about Instagram Fantastic Peacock uh, Omnifocus we already talked about Narwhal. I still don't get Reddit. That doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean that this is necessarily wrong. And I've heard that Narwhal is far and away the best Reddit client for for iOS. However, I am not a Reddit person. So for me, I don't really get it. Uh, Snapchat uh, confession just between you and me because nobody else is listening. Uh, Aaron and I installed Snapchat recently. I forget why Uh, there was there was an impetus for it. And I don't remember what it was. But what we've done is from time to time, we'll send some like goofy, you know, pictures to each other. Oftentimes when Declan wakes up from his nap, when they're just kind of, you know, sitting around in his room, maybe playing or horsing around or whatever. A lot of times Aaron will send me snaps with like the filters of the two of them. And it is the best. Like, I don't pay attention to Snapchat for any reason other than to send messages back and forth with Aaron. But even for that alone, I've come to really like it. So I don't. I don't personally have it on my home screen. I don't. I would never want it on my home screen. But this is one of those. Yeah, I think I'll allow it. This is. Um, I don't use it enough. This is me forcing myself to remember it's there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I can see why the why the kids these days like it so much. Uh, what do you What do you have workflow on the home screen for? You don't find that you're kicking off workflows by other means. You're you're actually going into the app and kicking them off that way. Same reason as Snapchat. It's trying to force me to use it more. Okay. All right. I mean, fair enough. Uh, Trello, we already discussed, makes perfect sense. Uh, IFTTT, here again, I, I am in full support of the app, same way I am with Workflow, but why on the home screen? To force me to use it. No, well, at least you're consistent. I, I'm trying to change some of my ways of doing things right now. Um, and it's in the idea of the Todoist. It's like a thing that I'm thinking about a lot for the going into next year is trying to use more web automation for my benefit mm-hmm. um, and also like home automation as well. Um, and I have the combination of IFTTT and workflow. They are there because I want to be forcing myself to remember about those applications. And when I'm like, just like dicking around on my phone, dig into those apps more as like mm-hmm. a way to kill some time and having them on my home screen is making me open them more and making me think about it more. Um, so that, that's why they're there. It's in a way to force myself to remember that they exist and to use them because otherwise they're buried away in a folder. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, so to do is, uh, what is DJ, DJI go? Uh, that is the application that I use for my gimbal thing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can, I, I can get behind that. Uh, studio looks like it's a YouTube app. Ugh, what is this yes, about? Yes, YouTube Studio app. It's it's the YouTube Creators app. It's like how you see your analytics and see your comments and all that sort of stuff. All right. You can even post to it if you want on iOS, but but it's the it's the iOS version of their analytics dashboard. 
I don't know if that's healthy to have it on the home screen, but I know that this is like an important side project to you. So here again, starting in the middle, but I'll allow it. Uh, Tweetbot, we talked about uh, two uh, two thumbs very, very uh, highly raised up. Uh, Airmail, I hear that that is very good. You, It is completely reasonable to have an email client on your doc, so I'll allow it. Google Chrome, get the hell out of here with that nonsense. No need for it. Safari is well, there. Yeah, I have a thing. I have a strong need for it. I use Google Chrome on all of my other... Google Chrome is my web browser. Oh. Oh. Because it is vastly superior to Safari. That is... I I honestly don't know why people would say that. I I mean... Do you use Google Docs? Yeah. How? It just doesn't work in Safari. Okay, so use Chrome for Google Docs. No, 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 no. (laughs) I use one web browser, right? I'm not going to use two web browsers. I use Google Docs every single day. Whenever I am on my Mac, I'm using Google Docs. So I want one web browser. I use one web browser. So now I use Chrome because I use Chrome on the desktop. I use Chrome on my iOS devices. You're wrong, but I understand the method to your madness. So fair enough. Plus, Uh, I actually hate a lot of the UI of Safari on iOS. That Rolodex thing, that Rolodex UI for tabs is one of the worst things. Like, Chrome does a similar thing, but just looks way nicer. The tabs are just, like, flat to the screen. Why do they need to be like, ooh, look how fancy we are, Rolodex? No, I can't stand it. (laughs) Fine, fine. Um, Overcast, obviously, two thumbs up. Um, Yeah, this actually, I think you need a more interesting background. I think you've spent too much time with Gray, but... Oh, wait, wait, no, there is That's something the here. the upgrade yes, secret right. seal. My bad. It, it, literally, as I was saying that, I clicked to enlarge it, and, and so mm-hmm. now this image is enormous. I personally still stand by. I think you need a more colorful and interesting background. However, I will allow this one, too. I still think there's too much gray influence here, but it is not a terrible choice. I go for a dark background because with the wide color gamut displays, I like my icons to pop. And my icons pop more with a dark background. All right, fair enough. Okay, sir, do you we do we need to talk about something else that's awesome, or are you ready to beat me up? No, I think we got to take a break before I take the gloves off. <laughs> oh God, okay. This episode of Analog is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website or online store. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com and use the offer code FEELS at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. Squarespace will let you build a website that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level with no coding experience required. With their state-of-the-art technology, their amazing tools, you'll be able to build a website that looks and feels exactly how you want. Squarespace ensures security and stability. This is why they're trusted by millions of people around the world. I've used Squarespace for many years, continue to, and have no, no dreams of either thinking about moving away. Like... Their their store functionality has become a really important thing for many people, including me. Um, we use it at Relay FM for our store, and it's the same reason that we use Squarespace for our blog as well. Is like we have our own website, we built our own content management system for publishing our podcasts. But why would we build 
blog functionality and store functionality. Why would we do that? Squarespace do it better than we could ever dream of. And it's so cheap and it's also simple and it's so easy to integrate and customize. It feels like a part of our website. Like we love it like that and we're never going to change it. We get 24-7 support if we need help with anything. And I believe that we use some of their dev platform stuff where you can actually go in and tinker with the code. If you know how to do that, you can do that and you can make changes and you can make your Squarespace site go further than ever before. They're rock solid fast hosting. I've this is one of the many reasons I love Squarespace. And and if you have yet to try them out, you should try them out. If there's anybody in your life that needs a website or needs a web project and they don't know what they're doing, they don't know where to get started, just push them in Squarespace's direction. In fact, you should push them towards squarespace.com and then make them use our code feels at checkout <laughs> because then they'll support the show. They'll also get 10% off. They can start a free trial today by going to squarespace.com. Their plans start at just $12 a month. If you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their continued support of this show. Relay FM. All right. Do your work. My time has come. All right. So let me open this uh, this little uh, link that I have here from you. Okay. Loading. You have to wait for me a second. It's loading. I'm not on a very good connection today. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. All right. Okay. So... Hmm. Okay. <laughs> You're speechless. Let me let me start with the things that 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 I approve of. Sure. Then in your in your thing, mm-hmm. Instagram. Oh God, we're already on row two. That's not that's ominous. But go ahead. Yeah, Instagram, Tweetbot, uh, Unread. I can understand. I mean, if you if you do read RSS, mm-hmm. it makes total sense to have it on your home screen. Uh, same as day one. Day one used to be on my home screen, but like I don't use it frequently enough mm-hmm. um, i use it very infrequently whilst i do use it um i am reminded looking at this just how horrifically large the icons are on the on the seven on oh, the home screen god uh, here we go uh slack uh one password is there notes i can get on board with uh, Fantastical in your dark Safari, like whatever. Like this, my my point <laughs> is not that Chrome is better than Safari, but you should use the web browser that you use on your other devices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mail is fine and messages is fine. Your your dock is pretty good. The rest though is is real ugly. I have problems with all of it. <laughs> okay, let's let's so start. So I don't like your desktop background. Okay. Um, I feel like you're not going colorful enough. Like, you've tried some color and you're not using enough color. Like, it would make more sense to me if you were a person with an empty bottom row, which I am typically an empty bottom row person, but it's like I'm trying four different applications right now that I wouldn't usually try. Mm -hmm. So I am actually a bottom bottom row person. Like, like I like that free, just for the visual, like, so it just looks less cluttered. But I'm trying out a bunch of apps right now, so that's why my entire home screen's full. But, like, if you're going to be a bottom home row person and you're going to have color on your home screen, the color should be in that section, not in the top section, which is covered by apps. I can understand that, and that does make sense. I've been using some flavor of this uh, this background, which I probably won't remember to put a link in the show notes, but it's by Mark Edwards, uh, M-A-R-C Edwards on Twitter, who is an Australian designer. Um, it's m- easily the 
only background I've ever wanted on my phone. As soon as I saw it, I knew this was it. And I like blue a lot. And so I've been running some flavor of this since like my 3GS. I understand what you're saying. You're not wrong about, you know, the color maybe being almost inverted. Like it almost would maybe make sense to me to flip the background 180 degrees. So the dark part is at the top. Exactly. And I might yeah. actually try that because th- th- that does make sense to me. So that's an interesting tip. What is Chamberlain? <laughs> okay. So Chamberlain is the uh, Chamberlain MyQ is a thing that I had gotten like a year ago and I wrote a blog post about it, um, which I ha- which is one of my favorite titles for any of my blog posts, which is here's how to hack me. Um, or maybe that was the slug. I don't remember if it was the slug or the title, but um, in any case, it is a, it is, it allows me to open the garage door from my phone. And that never used to live on the home screen until I had brought my car in for service and the garage door it was integrated into my car, right? So I could hit the thing on the rearview mirror and it would open the garage door. I took my garage or my car in for service and the, I, the battery was disconnected or something like that. And it ended up wiping out the connection or the, the, the memory of how to open the garage door in the car. So the way this is normally fixed is you take that, uh, you take the, the garage door opener that came like the remote that came with the garage door opener and you, Use that to reprogram your car. The problem I have is that our one and only remote that we can find for a garage door opener apparently had lost had lost battery power for so long, it no longer remembers how to talk to the garage door. So the only two devices that we own that can open or close our garage door like remotely are Aaron's car and the th- the physical box that this app connects to. So that's a very long way of saying this is how I open and close the garage door when I leave or come home. That's why it's on my home screen. Otherwise, it has no business being there. And at some point, mm-hmm. I intend to use Aaron's car to try to reprogram my car. Or And if that doesn't work, I'll probably just need a new damn garage door opener. <laughs> but that that is a terrible but, I think, justified excuse for having that on my home screen. I don't know how expensive garage door openers are. I don't either, to be honest. But. But to be honest, like I would sooner get a new garage door opener than <laughs> allow an application to take hostage of my home screen. Yeah. Like this, you have an app on your home screen to fix this prob- problem, but like it, I don't like it. I don't like that reason. I mean, okay, I, let me rephrase it. I can totally understand why you're doing it, but I don't like that that's happening to you. Yeah, that and, makes and sense. I, I, you need a new garage door opener. I, I would, I would buy a garage door opener before I would put that app on my home screen <laughs> because look at that thing. No, I know. And and just before the inter- the entire internet writes me, and because the chat room is getting perturbed. The particular garage door opener we have does this sort of time shifted thing where you the way you program the car is you absolutely have to have a functioning remote to stick next to the rear view mirror to program the car. That isn't always the case, um, but, or, or there's easier ways to do it, but we have one of the more complex ones, despite this thing being like 10 years old. We have one of the more complex ones that it makes it very difficult to reprogram, and so the the choices that I have are a try to do it do it with Aaron's car or b just get a new damn one in the first place. Now you skipped one of my apps. You skipped E to A to Aaron. Oh well, no, I haven't skipped. I just had to start okay. with that monstrosity. Okay. okay, fair enough. I mean, because the ETA to Aaron, it doesn't it doesn't annoy me. Uh, I get what you're doing here. Now that's a workflow app for the record. It's a workflow app. Yep. 
Um, but there are, I'm, there are, might be other ways you can do this. Do you send this every day? Uh, I try to, and that's not because she demands it or anything like that, but I just like to know, mm. let her know when I'm on my way home. And so typically as I'm walking out, yeah. I would look to see if you can try and get IFTTT to just do this for you automatically. So that's an interesting thought. So if I had the app on my phone and it saw me leave work, I see, but I don't know if it can because I'm close enough to work that even if like the, the, the big location changes API. So you can, you can tell the phone, Hey, I don't need to know your specific latitude and longitude, but wake me up when, when you've moved, when the, when the users moved a lot, I don't know that I would switch cell phone towers. I'm so darn close to work. So I don't know if IFTTT would work. But it's an interesting but What point about that, Wi-Fi, though? You see, but I don't think IFTTT as an app can see that. I might be wrong. I don't know. I'll have to investigate. I would look into that. Yeah, no, it's definitely work, worth looking at, yeah. Again, because that's like prime real estate, which is why you have it there. But there might be a way to do it that like it does this automatically. Man, you're, I'm coming up with quite the to-do list here. i got to flip my background. i got to look at IFTTT. This is, this is interesting. I'm helping you. What uh, Any list, I'm assuming, is your shared list yep. thing yep why don't you just use notes uh a couple of reasons one when i started using it or when we started using any list i don't believe that was an option or if it was it was awful no it wasn't it is now but it wasn't then yeah and any list ha- and the any list app is really good it's a little more complex than i would like because they try to do certain things like recipes and other stuff i have no interest in but it is very, very good for shared grocery lists. And they just recently released an Apple Watch app, which is kind of sad it took this long, but the Apple Watch app is very good. And so I quite like any list and I don't see myself leaving it. However, that doesn't make you wrong. And if I were to do this all over again today, I might go with notes, but I really have a workflow that that we like in any list. And so because of that, I plan to stick with it. It's just such an ugly icon. It's like they didn't even bother. I don't think that's... I, I think Chamberlain is rough. I don't think the AnyList one is bad. It's just it lacks no, like... You know what it is, though? It looks a little Microsofty, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. AnyList might be ex-Microsoft employees, so... All right, if go. that's the case, it makes perfect sense, because that looks like if Microsoft made a to-do list application, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what the icon would look like. I'm not sure if that's true, but that it, that I believe that to be true. Why do you need settings on your home screen? <sighs> Fair question. I feel like I use it often enough that it should be there. But what for? Uh, that's, I was about to say, the next thing you're going to ask me is what for. And, <laughs> and you know what? I'm not sure off the top of my head. So maybe it's worth experimenting, uh, moving it off the off the home screen, seeing how ag- aggravated I get because of it. But that, of all the things you've told me so far, this is the thing I find least necessary to change. All right. You, you have done the thing for me that I was wishing that you were going to do which is you put Apple's Photos app on your home screen. Mm-hmm. I have the camera app on my home screen. Which can bring you to photos. In one extra tap. And then I also have the camera on my home screen. Yeah, but I understand what you're driving at. And you're again, you're not wrong. Personally, I am looking for a photo far more often than I am on my home screen taking a picture. Now, if I got to my camera the way you do, if my muscle memory was wired to to unlock my phone and look on my home screen to get my camera, I think you made the right choice. For me, if I'm going to get the camera, I'm almost always doing it from the lock screen and occasionally 
from Control Center. And so because of that, to me, it's much more useful to have photos on my home screen. Like settings... So why do you also have Google Photos on your home screen? Well, because sometimes I want what's on my device and sometimes I don't. Now, the point you're yeah, about Google to make... Google Photos <laughs> exactly, has that. Exactly. So the point you're about to make is Google Photos has that, which that's another one. I, I, I still think settings is the thing that I, I am least interested in fixing, although it may be fixable. This one, pulling photos off, yeah, no, off that this one might is not like one hundred percent. You should be taking photos off your home screen because Google Photos has access to your yeah, device's yeah, yeah. photos. Yeah, that's a fair point. And that's better point. search tools, like I, that. You you have two apps that do exactly the same thing. Oh, and then really? one does one one does it better. Uh huh. Do you want to talk about to do apps, Mike? Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, this is but this is the OmniFocus Todoist thing, is, and you're is. no longer in a testing phase. You're right. No, 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 no. You're right. I'm just giving you a hard time. You're right. I'm assuming the Olympus Share app is a way for you to get photos from your camera. It is more than that, but yes, it is also that. And this icon is truly bad, by the way. <laughs> I know that I don't even want well, to get actually, into that. Well, actually, not only is the icon bad, but the, the app title, as shown on my home screen... Is O I, but capital O I dot share, capital S share. Like, and what? And it has the Olympus logo on the icon. Right. Oh, it's just, it's terrible. It's a monstrosity. That is the, actually, I think the Olympus one is worse than the Chamberlain one. I agree. Now, the reason that the Olympus app is on my phone is two, or on my home screen is twofold. One, it is just what you said, it's, it's in order to get um, pictures off my camera, my big camera. But more importantly, on my big camera, there is no GPS chip. But if I tell this app to start tracking my location before I start snapping pictures, then I can, at the end of that picture-taking session, I can open this app, and then I can... Well, first, actually, I would go into settings, hello, uh, in order to switch to the Wi-Fi network that is my camera. And then subsequent to that, I open this app, this OI Share app with this god-awful icon, and it will tell the camera, this is the, the, these are all the places that the user has been over the last you know, 30 minutes, hour, whatever the case may be. And then all of those pictures will automatically be geotagged. And my... That's freaking awesome. Right. And so my photo management workflow is heavily... I, I treat this metadata as it's, it's hugely important to me that all of my photos have a location because I very frequently yeah. search by location. So this is critically important and well worth it to me to have this eyesore of an icon on my home screen. That's totally justified. Like I hands down agree with you. Uh, maps, like the maps, Google Maps argument. Yeah, whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll go what, on for the yeah, ages. Yeah, pick what works. I, I'm fine Yeah, with Google that. Maps works better for me than Maps does. Yeah, that's why I didn't really beat you up over that one. You have an audio and video folder on your home screen. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't like folders on home screens. I don't really either, but this obviously I, I made an exception for, but carry on. And I, 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 I particularly don't like it when there's just one. So I see a lot of people, they have like a row or two rows of folders. I also don't like that, but... I agree. With it's you. like okay, you you've you've given yourself some kind of consistency, but you just have one folder mm-hmm. in like a random looking place, yeah, which includes in it applications like music and Overcast that I guarantee you are using more than some of the other applications that are on your home screen. 
Uh, not music. Spotify, yes. Overcast, okay. yes. Everything else in that folder, I feel like I use it frequently enough that it maybe deserves to be on the home screen. But no, with that said, I think I think you should get rid of photos. Oh, this is exactly what I was going to say. There. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of the folder and put Overcast in its place, and just have that folder on the other on the other screen. That is a potentially workable solution. I will concede to that. Which, by the way, reminds me, I meant to beat you up on your home screen. If you want to have thirteen to do apps. I still think that's a little kooky, but we talked through it. I can understand the method to the madness. That being said, why are they not next to each other, for gosh sakes? Why are they not next to each other? All right. So, yeah, no, that is... I mean, I get that. I get that argument, but they're they're in different places for different reasons. Dew has always been there. Mm -hmm. That place that Dew is in is the place Dew has always been. And then OmniFocus and Slack, I kind of feel, go together. They go together in my mind more than OmniFocus and you. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like Slack and OmniFocus are like intrinsically linked. And then Trello just got put there. Okay. I, I can understand that. But yeah, that is, it is a good, it is a fair, it is a fair shout. But I, I don't think that, that applications need to be just tied together on their like functional pairings, but I think it's maybe more more important on like your mental pairings of them. Okay. Um, I I don't have a problem with GIF wrapped. I don't know why I mentioned it before. You use GIFs so much that it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Although I mean, no, no, no. Only in messages. It, you know, you still need it for, for everything else. Well, that's the thing. If, if it was just messages, this would have been long gone. Not that the app isn't one of my favorite apps, because it is. But the the reason it lives so prominently is because I still need it for Twitter. Exactly. And ESPN and the ESPN Fantasy application, I also don't have a problem with these. I just don't understand them. I assume ESPN, you get your news and scores, and then your Fantasy app is basically a game. Right, like yes, I know it's yes. not, but like it no, basically no, serves the role of a game. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And I don't have games on my home screen, but I have lots of games on my iPhone. And if there was a game that was like so encompassing to me, like I know that fantasy football is for many people, including you, I would probably also put it on my home screen. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, it, basically, these apps are both here during football season, which is for college uh, ending at the end of the year and for the NFL ending probably in March at this point. I feel like the Super Bowl is getting later every year um, outside of football season. So from roughly January ish, maybe February ish, actually, until um, about August, those apps sometimes and in fact often drop off of my home screen only to come back again in august but obviously what replaces them uh sometimes there's just a hole sometimes i'll move in something that's like second tier that's not quite as important to me as these two but is still important to me um so there's a great example if i could split out audio and video the audio and video folder you know come january even if i made no other changes to my home screen so that would hypothetically work um, but for right now, it, it, I, I get my scores from the ESPN app and, and fantasy football is managed, which I'm not particularly obsessed with, but I, I, I leave it there in part to remind me to look at it on Thursdays and, uh, and on Mondays to see how I did. And then lose it, I'm assuming, is your weight management application. Yeah, which I I fall I, I I'm on and off the wagon. I don't know which one is good and which one is bad. I can always I always get it wrong. But 
I'm trying to do better about that. Um, I, I don't think of myself as as a terribly overweight person, but I do feel like I carry more weight around my midsection than I should. And so I'm, I'm trying, although I haven't opened Lose It in a while, truth be told, but I'm trying to be more conscious of what I put in my body, especially during the winter months when I do a very poor job of of exercising. So I'm, I have it there so that in theory, I'm entering all of my meals, although I've been a very bad boy lately. So I think that you have some glaring omissions and some like things that you need to to change. You know, like I think we've spoken about these. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you don't have any kind of to do app. Nope. I just I don't know how people live. I don't feel like I have. I've thought about this because I've wondered: Am I missing something here? But the in my profession, my days are fairly easy to figure out. Like I don't have a lot of priorities that are hanging out kind of in in a place that I'm not used to looking at. And in my personal life, it's mostly the same stuff every, every day or every week, you know, and that's not a complaint. That's not a bad thing, but it's, I feel like I don't have these random things that need my attention as much as, as you seem to. And I, and, and I hope that doesn't sound dismissive. I don't mean it to at all. And like in things, different such strokes, as, man. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and so like, as an example, things like taking out the trash, I just know to do that on Friday mornings. Like I don't personally need a reminder for that. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're wrong to want it. Yeah, I also don't have that one. I mean, cause I, I don't think I need that either, but like that was just an example sure, that I sure. used earlier. Like that many people know. Yeah. I know people that put, take out the trash in their OmniFocus, and I think that that is is bonkers, personally. Um, But I know people that do it. Yeah, so for me, my job, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know if it's the word I'm looking for. Predictable, maybe. Whereas your job, I think, is far, far more... It's incredibly unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so if I was doing the thing that you do for a living, if I was a professional podcaster, I suspect I would have some sort of management system like you have, maybe even a couple. I wouldn't have 13, but I would have probably a couple. Um, But for my particular line of work and for the things that I need to take care of in my personal life, I find that I either will set a reminder using the standard reminders app for something like, um, let's say I run out of breath mints during the day and I want to make sure I remember to put a new set of breath mints in my, in my pant pocket. I'll set a reminder that fires when I get home to get a new set of breath mints, you know, stuff like that. And then for anything else, Aaron and I are driven very, very much by our calendars. So anything that has like a temporal component. So as an example, like today we went and signed our wills at the, at, at the lawyer's office. That was a calendar entry. And not then and here again, the things that you do, some of them that that have a temporal component, but I think a lot of them actually have a due date more than they have like this will be completed yep. during this window of time. And so here again, yep. it works for me in a way that I don't think it could possibly work for you. Yeah, I I wonder if um, I wonder if you were if you had your own business if it would change. I mean, it didn't. I think for Jason, so. you and Jason have a very similar system like that. He runs everything by calendars to the point that I honestly don't understand how Jason gets anything done. <laughs> like, I ask Jason to do things and he does them, and I don't know what happens in the middle. <laughs> it's like I say, "Hey, can you do this thing for me next Tuesday?" And then he does it, and I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, uh, somehow it works. It all goes in that Snell's own noggin of his, but I don't, 
I just don't get it. I don't think I could do his, well, I'll call it our style of management. Obviously, we're different, but this heavily calendar-based uh, task and, and, and time management, I don't think I could do that if I had his job. I don't know. I agree with you that I don't know how he does this um, nope. for him. But for me, it's very simple, very predictable, not that bad. So we've run very long now. Mm-hmm. To the point that um, I think we're going to have to 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 put our relay of fields on hold for another week. I think we are, but this was fun and enlightening. Actually, I, I have some homework assignments, which I I thought my homework assignment was to figure out a way to mail poop to your doorstep. The way we were talking about this coming into it, but as as it turns out, this has been productive. I aim to assist. The problem with this, though, is that you're not going to listen to any of my recommendations. Which uh, which number one, far and away, is get rid of that damn camera icon. I feel like I have sufficiently explained why the camera icon is mm-hmm. excellently placed. Mm-hmm. Ah, goodness. Well, at least uh, at least we don't have to kill each other after this. We, I, I would hug it out with you, but unfortunately, you're across an ocean. Mm-hmm.